Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure that you knew out now from Canon Press's Christian Heritage series are the poems of John Donne, with a very good intro from Elizabeth Howard. From the introduction, she says, We as readers get to enjoy an experience akin to serendipity, the gift of an unlooked-for connection that answers questions we didn't know we had. The pleasure of poetry is often its principal power in turning us around and moving us towards the good and the beautiful, and in them towards God himself. You can find John Donne's collection of poetry on the Canon Press website at canonpress.com. Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me today. I thought today I would chat with you about generosity. Such a great word and such a beautiful concept. And the thing that struck me was um, from Proverbs 22, 9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. A generous eye. I just love that. It, what a great attribute. And it's one we should cultivate, and starting in our own homes, of course, because we don't want to be generous outside the home, but not generous, a little stingy inside our homes. And if you are, you don't have a home, you're not married, uh, you can have a generous eye as well. But you should start in your own apartment or your own living situation with the people you live with, the people you know, and from there work out. But this image is of someone with bread sharing it with someone who doesn't have bread. A generous eye. And the thing that a generous eye does is it sees how much it has itself, right? And that produces gratitude. Thank you, Lord, I have all this bread. (laughs) And then how little someone else has. So a generous eye sees all of his own or her own blessings and then how little someone else has. And then it is a generous eye has the desire to give and to share and to pass the bread. So I said it should start in our own home. So if you are a mother, then you have poor people in your home because little ones, your children, they don't have anything of their own really that isn't given to them. So you are their benefactor. Absolutely. And your children are dependent upon you having a generous eye. They need your attention. They need your love, your care, and your provision. All they have comes directly from your hand. So you should be imitating God in how you are generous toward your little ones. The younger they are, the more dependent they are on your generous eye. Do you give them bread? Do you give it to them hot out of the oven with butter and honey? (laughs) then you have a generous eye. Your children are dependent on your generous eye for their clothing, for their bedding, for their comfort, for clean clothes and warm clothes. You know, they're utterly dependent on you. So think about that. And that is a picture of how dependent you are on your heavenly father. So in the same way that you're dependent on God, on your maker, for all you need, that's who you should be imitating in the way you provide for your children. Be generous with your time. And it may not just be your children. In my case, it's my father-in-law who is in our, in, I'm in his home. So am I generous 
Do I have a generous eye toward him or toward visitors or toward workers who come and go? Whatever your situation is, you can apply this. But with your little ones, particularly, open your arms and your ears to your kids. Do you listen to them? Do you read to them and set up games for them to play and use your imagination to delight them, to take them on walks? Now it's spring here. It's wonderful. Singing to them, playing with them. Be generous. Be generous, mothers. I remember when our son was maybe seven-ish, he came in the kitchen and opened the fridge and got out the milk. And I said, what are you doing? And some of you may have heard this story before. It's like, Nate, that's for breakfast tomorrow. And Doug happened to be there and he said, Nancy, let him have milk. And it was really delightful. It was like, of course, of course, let the boy have some milk. He is growing like crazy. He loves milk. Give the boy milk. And from that day forward, we had open season on milk. We went through a lot of milk, I will tell you. But years later, you know, whenever Nate would publish a new book, he would inscribe one to Doug and me. And I know in one of those, it says, thanks for the milk. (laughs) I love it. But that was formative for me also, because it's like, what am I doing? Keeping everything, you know, monitored. Like, obviously, we didn't just let chaos rule in the kitchen, but just to have an open hand. I remember when I was canning pears, I had to, I set the pears on top of the fridge so they would ripen because you can't can them when they're hard as rocks and you don't want them to overripen. You have to sort of watch and find the right moment. But I got them down to see how they were faring and lo, there was like a little bite taken out of quite a few of them. (laughs) And my son had climbed up there. He loved pears and uh, was just testing. He was my tester. any rate, be generous. Don't flip out over things like that. Have a sense of humor. Be generous. There's a, a few more verses I want to hit. Isaiah 51, 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. The generous Holy Spirit upholds us, forgives us, restores us. The Spirit bestows all the fruit of the Spirit on us. Love, joy, peace, patience, and so forth. So imitate Holy Spirit generosity. Forgive generously, restore generously, not just to your children, but beyond, to your neighbors, to those people who wrong you. Forgive them generously. Do you have that kind of Holy Spirit generosity in your home? Are you forgiving generously? Are you holding grudges? You want to love with integrity and backbone, not sentimentality or sappiness, but imitating the Spirit, the generous Spirit. And then Isaiah 32, 8, but a generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. I love this wording here. I'll wrap it up with this. A generous person loves thinking of generous things to do. The kind of person like that is strengthened and can stand, is equipped to stand tall, is strengthened by his generosity. So being stingy weakens you. It depletes you, all right? Not being generous means that in the end, you're going to lose what you have. But generosity of spirit enlarges your spirit so you have more to give and a greater desire to give. So 
a stingy house has the thermostat turned way down, and the lights are off, and the blinds are shut. It's tight-fisted. Open the curtains, light the fire, give the children bread, and practice devising generous things for your children, for your husband, for your friends and neighbors, for the people in your church who need help. Devise generosity. A generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. Think about the people you know who are generous and how you've been blessed by them. And imitate them and know that they're imitating the generous Holy Spirit. So, blessings on your day. Thank you so much for joining me. 